If you knew me, you'd know that some of my favorite memories in college involved flicking on the sirens and driving an ambulance the wrong way down one-way streets. Hi, I'm Leah Parker-Belker, a T22, and this is If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. This podcast was born out of a desire to deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. In this show, I sit down with my peers to get to know them on a more personal level. Guests on If You Knew Me share something about themselves that only their close family and friends know. My hope is that by allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, we build greater trust, understanding, and empathy within our community. Hi, I'm here today with Lindsay Cox, T22. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Leah. Uh, so it sounds like you might have been an EMT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did that come about? Yeah, so I was an EMT when I was in college, and it was definitely one of the, my favorite things that I did in college. Um, and I remember when I got into it, uh, it was freshman year of college, and I remember someone on my hall was having trouble breathing. Mm. And so their roommate called 911 and the EMTs came rushing in and I sort of watched it all happen from my open door. And uh, it was a friend of mine, so she told me later that, you know, they came in, they were really nice, they gave her oxygen, they like held her hand and she not only got really um, great care and like took, put her breathing down um, and made it, you know, more normal, but they were also really awesome people and mm. made her laugh. And I just thought to myself, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of want to do that. And so right, was it right after that that you signed up to, to become one or what does that involve even? Yeah, it was a, it was a couple months later. I kind of thought about it on and off for a while, but it was a pretty big commitment. It was right. like six months. Um, it was like, uh, I don't know, a hundred something hours worth of training, like 10 exams. It was a big commitment. Um, and so it took me a while to kind of sign up, but I started doing it sophomore year and did it for the, um, sort of the last three years of college. And you're not, you don't have a background in any of like the sciences, bio, you're not, you weren't looking to become a doctor or anything like that. I feel like the folks I know who've done it tend to go on to, to pursue medicine or something. Yeah, I I found that a lot of people in the organization, there are about 100 people in the organization across the four years of college, and most of them went to med school after college. And I was kind of of the one who was there, um, honestly, just to learn. Uh, You know, I ended up in business school, so I'm like, you know, what was I doing (laughs) being an EMT in college? But um, this this has kind of been a pattern for me uh, throughout my life. There's really nothing that I love better than kind of finding a new challenge to overtake Mm. and, um, you know, becoming passionate about that challenge and then uh, doing my best to get good at it and then kind of um, giving back within that community. So uh, that's something I've done. I did it with, I was in Arabic um, major in college and that was something that I kind of picked because I liked languages and Mm -hmm. wanted to do a hard one. Um, and loved that, like, kind of uh, became a big part of that community in um, in college as well. So I just, it's something I really like to do. 
a bit of a tangent, but do you have something currently now that you're working on, um, or is business school in and of itself? I feel like that could be that could be. I it feel on like its recruiting own. is is what I'm focused on right now. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's a good point. I kind of like go all in on on one thing, and I like to have something. But I guess another one is um, for my birthday, my roommate uh, gave me a this like 48 4,000 footers of New Hampshire mm. poster, and uh, I had done about. I think I had done three of them at the time and they were kind of encouraging me and I was like, oh no, like here we go. I now have to do all 48 by graduation. So yeah. now I'm at like 11. So yeah, that it's, I just like to kind of have a challenge and go after it. That's awesome. And and going back now to, to EMT, um, I imagine a lot of people ask you for fun stories. I know fun is probably not the right word, but um, are there any that uh, you feel comfortable sharing or um, ones that you talk about a lot? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think one that I that's kind of funny and on the lighter side because it can be it can be a little bit tough. Uh, some of the calls we were on were a little bit tough, but one that I found funny and mostly it's because the patient ended up being totally fine. So just to preface, um, we got a call to a party that was happening uh, downtown in DC on the second floor of an apartment building, and these guys at the party, you know, they'd had had a couple drinks. One of them decided it would be a great idea to jump off a balcony onto the sidewalk um, for fun, you know, just to like show off. And so the first guy jumped off the balcony. He was totally fine. I can just picture him like looking up at his buddies and being like, oh my God, you guys have to do that. Yeah, and like that was easy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So uh, the second guy um, jumped off the balcony onto the sidewalk and he kind of landed on his heels. Oh no. And like his, his momentum like pulled him backwards and he hit the back of his skull against a doorknob and it got stuck in his skull and I know that's really gross so apologies but they called 911 we came over and um then turns out the guy was uh he was like uh he had taken ecstasy early in the evening so he didn't really know um how bad of a situation he was in and he was just laughing the entire time and we were like we honestly like it was a serious situation but we knew he would be okay and so we were just focused on getting him to the hospital as quickly as possible getting him off the doorknob onto the backboard and uh but honestly like making sure he was comfortable and happy which he definitely was he was making us laugh (laughs) your best customer best uh patient patient. (laughs) yes we like get into the ambulance I was driving and I just hear it kind of goes silent back there and um I just hear you know, uh, the patient who's, you know, on a backboard, like can't move, looking up at the ceiling and just goes, this is awesome. And we were like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy. So he ended up being completely fine. Um, just got stitched up, but, uh, that is, that was a pretty funny story that I always like to, um, that made us laugh. Do you ever, this is probably, this probably doesn't happen, but do you ever stay in touch with the people you help? Is that a silly question? No, it's not a silly question, but it's not really like appropriate for okay. like the par- the patient um, kind of provider relationship is Got supposed it. to be pretty anonymous. So no, uh, but we do follow up with the doctors at the hospital because we want to learn what we can do better in the field to bring yeah. them to the hospital safely. So we do what's called call review with doctors at the hospital for some of our more serious calls. So that way we can learn what, what was actually wrong what happened when they got to the hospital and what we could have done as an EMT crew better to get Oh, interesting. There. Okay, yeah. And so as an EMT, what what is your is your main job just to get folks 
to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. But okay, so um, you're not trying to diagnose or anything in the in the ambulance. Yeah, I mean, we we do a handoff at the hospital with the doctors. So we have to give them information and we have, you know, medical training. So we have an idea of what's going on, but uh, we have a limited set of tools and um, a limited, limited expertise compared to the doctors and nurses at the hospital. So we do our best to guess and we treat what we think we see mm. and then we hand it off. So um, yeah, I think more there are times when we don't actually take people to the hospital because we make a call that we think they don't need to go. Mm, okay. So that's an important thing for us to kind of gauge and we have to know enough to, to let them not go. But, uh, but for the most part, we're just trying to get them as safely as possible to the hospital. Got it. And, um, this is just my curiosity. Have you ever, um, had someone who's about to give birth? Have you ever done one of those? Okay. I can't believe you asked that. I actually (laughs) have a crazy story about that. I was, pretty new I had just become an ambulance driver like gotten out of training because it's a pretty long like training program it was one of my first calls and we had a call to a hotel where a woman was staying and she had she had like eight or nine children and had 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 15 pregnancies and so she would like we she was basically going into labor and because she had had so many children and been pregnant so many times we knew she was going to be like quick to giving birth yeah so I was ready to pull the ambulance over and like deliver a baby with the crew on the side of the road because like that's what happens you can't get you know you don't want to deliver a baby while you're moving so I would have had to pull over and would have happened right there we didn't have to do that but uh whoa we got her to the (laughs) hospital but isn't that nuts and you said it's one of your first one of your first calls as an ambulance driver so I was an EMT for like a year before I became an ambulance driver but that was one of my first ones where I was like oh my gosh I need to be ready to pull over and um, wow run the ops for this call that is wild yeah It was, it was cool. I haven't seen uh, anyone else, you know, been a part of like delivering a baby, which was Got one it. thing that I kind of had hoped to see. But to be honest, no one wants to deliver a baby in an ambulance. So I'm happy that I guess that I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And it sounds like you, this is something you used to do. Don't still currently do. Would you ever consider doing it again? Yeah. Um. You know, I really, I actually really wanted to do it when I graduated college but the issue is that you can be a volunteer EMT in DC, which is where I went to school, but you are you actually cannot be a volunteer EMT in Massachusetts, which is oh. where I moved. So Massachusetts, it has a really big medical community and a lot of people who um, uh, want to get paid to be EMTs. And I, I don't know if it's like... Oh, so you weren't paid. It was volunteer. I was volunteer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's pretty common, like Maryland, DC, a lot of other States, but in Massachusetts where I moved to you, you can't do that. So I, it was kind of sad. I let my license expire. And Mm. once you let it expire, you have to do the whole thing over again. So it's a little too much. Plus I like my sleep now. Fair. And and I know now I feel like we're doing this in backwards order, but you've mentioned a couple of times how challenging it was. Um, can you describe that experience for yourself? I'm, I'm imagining it was definitely trying. And I don't know if sometimes you felt like maybe quitting or I'm just curious of what that was like for you. Yeah, I I definitely felt like I was kind of really further down on that learning curve than a lot of my peers because a lot of my peers had taken bio. They, they were taking other science classes. Right. And when I would get to the exams, I would kind of look at the questions and be like, what's a myocardial infarction? 
which is a heart attack. And that, but it's a phrase I had to know. And I, right. I remember specifically like seeing that phrase on the exam and being like, dang, I forget what that is. And then joking, like who would know what that is to my medical, like pre-med friends. Yeah. And they were like, uh, obviously that's a heart attack. So I just, I think that I had to study a lot harder mm. than a lot of my peers. Um, but, uh, it was really cool. Cause I, I just liked the practical nature of the work. Sure. You know, some of the exams were written exams. We had to know the medical stuff. But a lot of the exams were you had to enter a room, you had someone evaluating you sitting at a desk, and there would be like a like a real person pretending to be a patient with like a pair of scissors like stuck into them or something <gasps> like that. Yeah. And you had you would walk into the room without knowing what was going to be in there and it could be anything and you had to do a, an entire call by yourself um and uh i think that, that i'm nervous like, just now listening to this <laughs> wow it was it was it was really fun because it just was it's a different part of your brain than just like you know now i'm you know i worked in tech for a while so i just sit at a computer all day and mm. kind of like work in the on the internet um, it's just a different type of work. I really like it. Uh, it was very challenging. And it was fun once I became an EMT and got to be the patient while other people got tested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally thinking of the um, CPR like certification yeah. that I've done, and, and that's very minor. But there there are fake simulations no, yeah. where you're like thinking about how you'd handle a situation. But, hey, that's wow. important. Um, I can't imagine. That's awesome, Lindsay. Um, are, is there anything else that you uh, would want to share about the experience being an EMT, an ambulance driver that we haven't talked about yet? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, just thinking back to, I've been using my EMT skills a, actually like a lot more than I thought I would mm. since then. So I hear about people here at Tuck taking avalanche courses and wilderness EMT courses, or like. Um, CPR courses and uh, I guess just keep doing that because you never know what's going to happen. Totally Um, and on our last hike we went on I remember you well maybe not our last one but you it was awesome that you were able to provide some advice to someone who we saw on the trail um, who had had fallen so yeah very applicable. That was cool yep. Um, All right so to end with a fun question I know we're sitting by your Christmas tree Uh, do you have a favorite ornament? Oh um Oh man, there's so many good ones. I think my favorite ornaments are probably the ones that my my husband Zach and I, every time we travel, we try to pick up an ornament every time we, you know, travel somewhere. So I'm looking right now, I see a cable car from San Francisco. I see a lobster from Portland. There's a Bud Light one. There's a Bud Light one. That was just from, just from here in Boston. Your favorite. Boston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have actually like a random number of beverage. There's a Guinness one on the back too. But uh, yeah, I think just the the ornaments that I've gotten while traveling because it's fun to like open up the box and be like, oh yeah, I remember when we went to Golden, Colorado yeah. and just brings back memories. That's awesome. Are you going to get one from Tuck, do you think? Oh, definitely. Or is there already one on there hiding somewhere? There isn't, but I may be uh, going to Tuck Stuff, which is, has a really cute wooden ornament. So uh, I think I'll probably get one for Zach this year. That's a good idea for Christmas presents. Yes, it is. I need to get on that. Um, <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lindsay. It was really great talking to you today. Awesome. Thank you, Leah. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. 
special thanks to my TP Alex Mitko for helping edit these episodes. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at tuck.if.u.new.me.podcast at tuck.dartmouth.edu.